Hey, welcome to episode 270 of the Plan Simple podcast and day three of the Get Out of Survival Mode Challenge. So these episodes are a little shorter and a lot more focused because for five days, we are working on how to get out of survival mode, the most important steps that you can take now so that we don't just take on busy. And it's interesting because we've been in this pandemic mode for over a year and we all really had to quiet down. And what's really funny is that lots of people reported, even though I know it's been super hard, like there's so many aspects of this that have been hard, but one of the aspects that has been good is that kids are happy at home and A lot of people have reported that, especially when we can take it and can make the days good ourselves, right? So it's been a really challenging time for many of us, but it's also been a time to slow down. And as we're coming out of that time, what I've been noticing is that the inclination to chase after bright, shiny objects, to sign up for things, to want to go out and do things, to want to get busy again is real. It's kind of like going to the grocery store hungry. We're all hungry for connection. And if we haven't taken the time to really understand what it is that we're wanting, what it is that we're walking toward, it's really easy to say yes to everything especially in a moment like this. So what we're doing right now is we're taking a pause and we're getting quiet and we're basically just listening to what it is that we really want, what you really want, what I really want, what whoever's here really wants, right? We each have our own things. They're very different. So that is what we're doing. So if you are here because you're all signed up and you got an email and that's why you're listening to this awesome, I'm going to tell you what today's thing is in one second. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go to plansimple.com. There's a link at the top of the page to sign up if this sounds interesting to you, and you'll immediately get the first two-day prompts. You can also go listen to them on the podcast, but if you want them all in one place, just go sign up. And if you want some printables and to get in on like all the things that are happening, because we also have some live calls that are part of this. So Here's where we're at. We have emptied our brains. We've cleared out the closet, right? So to speak. We have experienced what it's like to just really have a clean slate. And hopefully everyone really tucked that list away. So you're experiencing what that feels like, what it feels like to not have to hold the millions of things in your head. So that was day one. Day two, we started dreaming. Now, that day two exercise, that dream, that might last a couple of days. So let it. That's totally fine. And you can wait until you feel like that's all out to start today's exercise. Or actually, you can start having fun with what you've already written down. Because you don't necessarily have to do it for all the things. Um, But it's fun to start thinking this way. So here's what we're doing today. And there is a printable for this, so make sure that you get that in the hub. So we're looking at 
all the possible milestones in becoming this future version of ourselves that we have written about. So I'm going to use an analogy that you can definitely relate to um, because it's already happened. So you can think of anything in your life that's already happened. And I want you just to sort of like reverse engineer it. So here's an example. So you could have been a five-year-old, you know, you're in kindergarten, you're on the playground and you see a 10-year-old riding independently and a red bike with a basket with flowers on it. And you're just in awe of this, you know, tennis-year-old riding her bike all by herself down the sidewalk while here you are at the park with your mom, right? So you can imagine that scenario, right? So then I want you to think of all the things that needed to happen for you to eventually become that 10-year-old girl. So maybe when you were five, that planted a seed in you, that when you were old enough, you too were going to have a red bike and you too were going to be able to independently ride it down the street without anybody by your side, right? So there's a number of things that have to happen in order for that to take place, right? So literally... You need to hit some developmental milestones where you're even independent enough to be by yourself riding down the street, right? You have to learn how to balance so that you can ride a two-wheeler in this way because at that moment, maybe you don't know how to ride a two-wheeler. Then you have to practice riding a bike and whether you start with two wheels or maybe you start with training wheels. And then you actually have to get a bike, right? And between the time when you're five and 10, depending on how good you are at convincing your parents, you might have had one or two bikes and you might have put them on Christmas lists. You might have saved your allowance and then your parents kindly you know, added in the rest. Or maybe you had to make a deal with a neighbor who you knew was going to outgrow their bike. So there's all these ways that you end up moving from being five years old and seeing an independent 10-year-old riding her bike all alone, and you actually being in a similar seat. Does that make sense? So all these things, and, and we know that, right? Like you know that that takes time. I can tell you that, and that makes sense to you. For you, it could, if it wasn't a bike, it could have been that you saw someone playing an instrument, or you saw somebody older drawing a picture, and you always wanted to do it that way. Or you saw somebody older, maybe you had an older sibling or an older cousin reading a big thick book when you could barely read Hop on Pop and you knew that someday that would be you. And think of all the steps you had to do in order to get there. And we kind of forget that, right? We forget all the steps. And that's what we're going to do today is we're going to reverse engineer and try to remember the steps that we're going to take to get toward that five-year plan. And I shouldn't say the steps we, we're going to take. Let's call them the possi- possible steps. They're the possibilities that could happen between now and getting there. Of course, nothing's set in stone, right? And even in like the, the example of getting a bike, you could 
get a bike for Christmas. You could actually have to save for the bike for two years. There's all sorts of ways that you would have gotten that bike. So there's all sorts of ways that you could get to your future self. I want you to know that there is not one way, even if right now there feels like one way, there are actually many ways you can get there. So let's, let's just go through some examples. We do this exercise quite frequently in our flow retreats, and we just had one. And so there's a couple that are coming to mind that have definitely repeated over the years in our retreats. And one of them is houses tend to show up in, in our future vision. So whether that's a second house or a new house, um, we tend to envision where we're living and sometimes that looks different than where we are. Another thing that I notice comes up in many people's plans of their future is energy. People imagine themselves with lots of energy. And the third one is books written. Somehow lots of books come up and I've noticed already, even in this challenge, that I've seen some books in there. That's been something that has showed up for people, something surprising. Books are usually surprising to people, which I love. So let's just go through those scenarios. Let's just go through and list out some possibilities um, so that you can see you know, where I'm taking this. So let's say that we, we start with the home one. That's something that pops up a lot in my, my visions of the future. I have this really modern home. Um, it usually is looking out over water and there's usually a lot of glass involved. It's a little different every time. It evolves. But I definitely have had that. And um, two people in our last flow retreat also had a house that they imagined. And, you know, I'm not looking for a house right now. That's not even on my radar. It's not something I'm thinking about. But when I really dive into that vision, I start to think, and actually that's not true of other people who write this. So it's not necessarily true that you're not looking for a house right now. Um, so there's different scenarios. So I don't want to pinpoint into what, what it could be. But so I'm, let's just do a few different things just to show you how it could be different for different people. So I could notice that when I wake up in that house, um, like the white sheets are super crispy, right? So a milestone between now and that house is that I get some sheets that I really love and feel really great or a comforter or a mattress or a bed or whatever it is I'm envisioning, right? That's a milestone. Another thing that I might notice is that it's on a lake. And hmm, interesting, like I think I've been to a couple lakes in my area, but I haven't been to all of them. So maybe milestones are I travel to different lakes and I see what they're like. I see if I even like lakes, right? That's another example. Um, maybe I notice that there's really cool architecture and I want to understand more about architecture. So maybe I start you know, reading books about architecture or pinning pins on Pinterest about architecture, um, because I think that it would be really cool to collect interesting rooms so that someday when I have a home, um, it's like that. Maybe I realize that my vision seems really big and gosh, I must have to make more money in order to have that home. So you know, there might be some money milestones. Maybe I have to save a certain amount of money to have a house. And really there's nothing Google can't teach you, by the way. So I could probably even Google lake houses and see how much money, you know, I might need now or, and I can add a little bit for it to be relevant in five years. And 
you know, that's a milestone is that I would have that much money. And I'm sure there's many milestones in between. Um, so there's all these different directions that we can go to really start to see what's in that plan. Another thing is like, I could just rent a house for a week and see what it's like to be in a house. And all, every once in a while, I'll hear somebody say like, you know, they went to, they had this vision of this house they would have, and then they went on vacation and there they kind of saw it. So you never know where these things are coming from. So just really list out what are all the things that would could possibly get you to where you want to be in five years. So energy is another one that comes up, right? There's so many options for that. So it's like, okay, I see myself as this energetic, happy person in this five-year vision. So what do I need to work on? Well, maybe I'm not as happy as I am then now. So how can I work on that piece? Maybe there's a food component. Maybe I notice that I'm eating really well in my vision of the future, or I just feel like I'm glowing. So maybe there's something about hydration or how I'm moving my body about exercise. Maybe I feel really fit in my five-year vision. So there might be all these different milestones um, that get me that feeling of energy. I mean, so many possibilities, right? And so you're not really writing a list of all the things you're going to do. I just want to be clear about that. You're just writing a list of what are all the possible milestones that would get you from here to there. And what this usually does is it shows you um, different paths that you could go on. And we're going to do something with these tomorrow. So don't worry. You don't have to actually, these are not, we're still not doing to-do lists. We're not doing, we're not doing any of that, but we're just really imagining how to get from where we are today to different aspects of our five-year plan. So you, you pick out what they are. So the third thing I said was book writing seems to always come up. Um, it comes up, you know, it's definitely come up more than once. I would say at least 10 times in retreats. So I'll use that one as an example. Um, and I think I just noticed somebody in this challenge had that goal as well. So, you know, if you have a book in five years, there's all sorts of things like, you know, if you have an illustrated book, maybe you need to start drawing. If you have a more of a long book in your vision, then maybe you need to start a writing practice. Maybe um, you want to start reading more of whichever kind of book you're wanting to write so that you can get really clear about what even goes into a book. Maybe you want to start looking into what it takes to writing a book. Or maybe you want to start growing an audience. Usually authors have audiences so that they can launch a book to a group of people, right? So you can start to understand you know, what it would be like to create this thing. Maybe you start talking to people. Maybe you want to meet other authors and see what it's like. Maybe that's a milestone for you um, to even be an author. Maybe you want to spend more time in bookstores. So there's all these different paths, all these different things that you could do to get to that place that's obviously not on Monday starting to write a book right? That's not what we're getting at here. What we want to see is that there's all these paths to ourself in five years and lots of the things that end up on it seem kind of reasonable, right? So in my example of the house, you know, I 
those bright white crispy sheets, you know, I could maybe even swing some version of them in the next season, or maybe I spend the next season saving up for them in some way. And, you know, after 90 days, I can get them, right? So sometimes we're not as far away from some of the things that feel really great about our five-year plan. We're not as far away as we think. And even if we feel far away from the actual thing, some of the milestones um, are a little bit more doable. And we're going to keep working with these milestones, but I want you to get them all down and I want you to be really imaginative. So on the worksheet that we gave you, there's four quadrants where you pick four things from your dream and you really write down underneath them a list of all the different possible things that might lead you there. It doesn't have to be in order. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be all the things and it can be way more things than you would actually do, right? There's no right or wrong here. But I just want you to really get brainstorming about what are all the things. And if you feel like, well, I have way more than four things I want five years from now, just print out multiple sheets. Um, But just, you know, get clever about all the possibilities of what could bring this thing toward you, thinking back to simple things that you've done in your life, like learning to read, learning to ride a bike, learning to walk, all those things took us time. And yet we were willing to show up for the steps. So what are the steps that you're willing to show up for? How can you see those now for the things that you want in five years? All right. And if you need any ideas, you can come brainstorm over in the Facebook group, or I'm actually loving all the conversations that are happening on Instagram. I think that's going to be our future spot of all things. And remember that when you come participate, you are also entering to win prizes. So on Monday on the live call, I'm going to be giving away our big grand prize, which is over $200 worth of planning supplies. It's a planning planning box that will come to your doorstep. And I'm so excited because next week, toward the end of the week, we are launching the new version of the Flow Planner. So you're going to get this box that has the new version of the Flow Planner and all sorts of things that we use um, in the planning process, like post-its and a cool pen and stickers. And it's just going to be fun. You're going to love it. And then we have a couple books and other gifts to give away um, on Monday on the call live. And again, we're picking names based on participation. So you do the work, you come report about it um, in Instagram or Facebook. You, you, um, leave a comment below the posts, any posts that we're doing in these five days, you can comment on and that will enter you into this, this, the drawing in this contest. So if you post on every Instagram post I have starting when this challenge started um, and going until Monday, then each time you post that gives you a ticket a ticket, like a raffle ticket, right? That's the equivalent of entering a raffle and you have more chance of winning because your name will basically be in the virtual hat more times. Does that make sense? So definitely participate because that makes this fun. And I hope to see you on a live call. And I cannot wait to see on Monday what you all are 
um, flowing forward and what's going to come into your current season. So I'm hoping that you're liking this process and that you're trusting it because I know that I'm just giving you one thing a day. And the one thing about this flow process is that it is front loaded, but it's front loaded on purpose so that you can really feel excited and get behind the life that you want to live. And so that when it comes to making a list of what you're going to do on a given day, it has a lot of meaning behind it. It has a lot of, has enough meaning behind it that you're going to show up to some of the things, even when they feel hard. All right. So have an awesome day. Remember, this is day three. Make sure you do day one and day two first. You can use the weekend to um, do all the things. And I will see you around the internet, in my inbox, wherever you are, but I would love to hear from you this weekend. All right. See you tomorrow.